And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Oh, Jackson, it has been a weary day. Please tell me that your day has been better. It has been better, actually. I got a lot of shit done today and I'm excited to be here. You know what, man? I've had enough. I'm quitting. I'm done. No more Ian Hates Music. Because I'll let you know ahead of time, this is my last show. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to take over and go on to news. All right, Jackson, it is news time. And you know what? You know, sometimes I'm just really passionate about this show and Ian hates music and everything goes on. And that just leads to confrontation sometimes. So, you know what? I'm okay. I'm back on the show. Jackson, are you ready to do this? Dude, I'm so ready. All right. First up, we've got a Day to Remember tour. Holy shit, Jackson. I heard some great news. Please tell everyone about it. Dude, a Day to Remember is finally coming to Dallas, and I get to see them. And this will be my first time ever seeing them, so I'm super stoked. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm so excited. And it's the first time I get to see Mooseblood, too, because I missed them last time they came. And I know they don't come to America that often, so I'm really lucky here. Are you a little surprised at the band lineup and who's opening for who? Yes, I'm actually confused on it. So the way this is, is it's a day to remember Mooseblood and then opening up is Wage War. Right. I'm okay with the lineup. But I'm not okay with Mooseblood being over Wage War, <laughs> especially Wage War being A, heavier, and B, I think, bigger, or at least I thought. You did just say that they don't tour here that often, so maybe right. that had something to do with it? It's possible, but man, it's just so weird, especially with Wage War having you know their new album coming out. You know, I, I, I would just imagine that they would be over Mooseblood any day, and then Mooseblood, since they are like an indie Cause they're not even punk to me, you know. They're more like an indie soft rock kind of band. Sure, you'd think that would be a good opener, and everyone would be totally cool with it. Well, maybe it's the same as wrestling. They want to actually put on a really good match in the beginning, and then there's kind of a lull, and then you have your main event. You know, we always look at concerts as a lot different than that. We think of oh, the opener normally isn't really that great, or they're a local band. There's someone really trying to make it. And then you've got progressively more popular, more famous bands. Maybe this is just their way of changing things around a bit. Yeah, you know, that's that's a possibility. It's, it's true. Maybe also it has to do with the whole Moose Blood controversy where their drummer was let go because of sexual harassment. Because remember, we did bring that up very briefly. Now, by the way, I have not heard another word about that since we brought it up. Yeah, neither have I. It's, they, they completely threw it under the rug. 
So I'm not sure what that means, whether that means he is guilty or he's innocent. I have no idea, but maybe a day to remember wants people to move past that. And a way to do that is to make this big tour. And hey, Mooseblood, without even talking about this stuff, you get to be our lead-in band. Yeah, and honestly, I'm okay with it. You know, it doesn't bother me. I just thought it was weird. And I think everyone kind of thought that. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I'm glad you get to see them live. I do not. I mean, I've seen them a bunch of times, but they are not coming anywhere near where I am. And another thing that they are not coming close to me for is Self-Help Fest. You know what that is, right? I do, yes. Yeah, that's their other thing that they do. And this time, I believe this is the first time that they have four dates for this, right? It is. September 10th in Philadelphia, September 30th in Orlando, October 7th in Detroit, and March 3rd in San Bernardino, California. Yep. And man, that's, uh, I, w- I wish I can go to something like Self-Help Fest. I feel like that'd be a really good event and, you know, just a nice experience. They haven't announced any new bands besides A Day to Remember, right? Nope, not yet. There's plenty of time. And I'm sure it'll be good because it usually is. So next up, we got Bayside just announced their 10th anniversary for their album, The Walking Wounded. Ian, I'm sure you're excited about this being the Bayside fan you are. Already got my tickets. Oh, shit. Already. (laughs) Pre-order. Damn. Can't pass that up, man. It's just too good. Plus, Paradise Rock Club in Boston is like a mid-sized venue, so you can't pass up being able to see a great band like Bayside in that kind of area. You can't do it. So I'm really looking forward to this. That album is awesome, just like pretty much everything they do anyways. So they'll play that album. I'm sure they'll play even more. I have no idea who the openers are. I really don't care. It's only about seeing them. (laughs) Just like that. Well, I'm glad you get to go, man. That's really cool. It should be a good time. I don't think they're coming out to your area, are they? No, 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 no. I I wish so, because I really want to see them live. You always tell me that if they come, you better see them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone right now, make sure you go check out Bayside's website and see where they're playing on this tour. You can also pre-order tickets before they go on sale to the general public on Friday. So if you're listening to this, when it comes out on Thursday, you're all golden. If it's Friday, you might be able to just get regular tickets right away. Bam. Next up, Rob Zombie doing an interview where he is encouraging people to not only quote-unquote steal his music online, but also, why not just go to the store and steal the vinyl? I don't, I don't understand that. What do you mean, steal the vinyl? Like, he wants people to actually steal the vinyl? I mean... Well, think of it this way, and maybe I have my department store, record store kind of thing out of place here, but I'm pretty sure that stores have insurance on things, and they pay a certain amount of money to get said merchandise in the door. So if someone were to steal it, Rob Zombie already has the money from it. Ah, true. I think. I might be incorrect on that. (laughs) It's still just such a weird thing to say, regardless. I think he's going in the right direction. Because basically saying, I don't care how you listen to my music as long as you get my music. Right, and that is a cool thing, you know, because there's so many bands that are stingy with their with their music, calling it like art and it needs to be purchased this way or that way. If not, you know, you're just being a dick or something like that. And he's taking it as like, man, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're listening to it. Thank you. So that is cool. But at the same time, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, yeah, go steal the vinyl. Like it's like a casual thing. Do you remember that John Cusack movie with Jack Black in it? 
Oh man, that sounds familiar. High Fidelity? Yes. In that one, some punk kids try to steal some vinyls and it always looks pretty silly because they're pretty large square items. I would say so, yes. <laughs> so it's kind of difficult <laughs> to be able to go in and steal them unless you're just literally running in, taking one, and running out the door. Right. I think that's the most effective way. <laughs> Zombie's making all of his money from touring and merchandise sales anyways, right? Very true, yes. Plus he makes movies now too. So what does he care? Yeah, he's all over the place, man. He really is. And next up, we have another very weird, peculiar just story with Tom DeLonge announcing the cast for his new film. It's a sci-fi film, of course, where he's just, man, I, Ian, just take this one away, man. He's just so weird. I, I don't get him. He wants to put out a movie. So yeah. apparently he's been working on it for a while now. They have their main cast now. The movie's going to be called Strange Times, and I'm guessing he's trying to get some of the cachet from Stranger Things. But apparently it's about San Diego teenagers who are skateboarders who go around solving paranormal issues, or at least discovering or looking for paranormal issues in San Diego. Well, good for him. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's not a bad film. I would assume that this would have probably been a better idea as a TV show, like in a series where these kids are going out and solving mysteries or whatever, like a Buffy, you know, with paranormal aliens or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like when you were explaining the plot, it's like, you know, that sounds more like a show than a movie. I mean, how many mysteries are you going to solve in a, you know, hour and 45 minute film? I don't know, man. I think I don't say allegedly, but just the way things keep going, I just assume that Tom... Like, the best thing in his life would not be putting out Dude Ranch. It would be getting probed and being able to tell everyone about it. <laughs> He's just counting the days, man. He's waiting for it. He's just fucking obsessed. Yeah, that's why, man. He's just so weird to me. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, he needs to just start making normal music, I guess. I don't know. I'm glad he's passionate about something. I mean, look. He's getting angels and airwaves to score the movie. Like, it seems like this is a real thing. He actually has real actors. Maybe this will be good. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it on Ian Hates Movies. Oh, shit. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see about that. Oh, we will. So a little bit of sad news here. It just broke probably 30 minutes ago before we started doing the show. But Craig, the drummer from Famous Last Words, has decided that he has a lot of stuff that he has to take care of in his regular life. And right now... Being a touring musician is probably not the best for him. So he wishes the band the best. The band wishes him the best. And he has parted ways. And this is a shame. It really is. Not only because it's tough no matter what when a band loses someone. But if people remember when I did the review of the last Famous Last Words show that I went to. I mentioned specifically that Craig was doing such a great job doing the backups for JT. So it is really a shame to see him go on this one. Yeah, and to me, I, I mean, I love Famous Last Words like a shit ton. The things that always stand out to me when I listen to their music is the drumming. And I think to you too. Like I even know that that's why Lust of the Lost is your favorite song, you know? And it's like a huge the drumming and everything. And, you know, it's just a great drummer and it really does, you know, suck that he has to part ways with them. But they'll keep on going, man. I'm, I'm sure they'll find something, but it just sucks. I agree, man. And yeah, they are keeping on keeping on, as people say, because they just <laughs> announced a tour with Get Scared, and that starts in July. So once again, unfortunately, they're not coming to Dallas, and they're not coming anywhere near Massachusetts. 
but hopefully you can check it out and go see both those bands because Get Scared is great live and Famous Last Words are great live. Yep, I completely agree, and I really wish I could see them. Poor us. You know what? That is right. Poor us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jackson, you know what? That story really fucked me up, and I can't do the show anymore. I quit. Because I'll let you know ahead of time. This is my last show. Since the beginning of everyone listening, I know everyone hearing the Ian Hates Music Show can tell that there's always been an element of danger and unpredictability in our music and in our shows. And this is just another case of that. Ian has again quit. I don't know what his deal is, but it must go on. I'm, I'm moving on with this. Let's go on to new songs. I am back. I've decided to rejoin Ian Hates Music. Is that okay with you? Oh my gosh. Uh, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I'll take it. I just don't want to do this by myself. That's the only reason why. All by myself. Those chops, man. (laughs) First track. We've got Comeback Kid with their new track, Absolute. They are announcing with this track that they have signed with Nuclear Blast Records for their upcoming album. I'm not exactly sure all the details yet. Obviously, we will have more news as it becomes available. But let's take a listen. What do you think? Well, it's comeback, kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, though. I actually really like it. It's fun. Hey, Jackson, it's a good comeback. Hey, get it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I got it. All right, I was just checking. No, man, I think it's a good track. I don't see anything wrong with this. I'm looking forward to the new album. I think it's a good direction. It's them. It's comeback, kid. Yeah, for real. That's all it is. And I'm glad that they signed the nuclear blast. I think that's pretty cool, too. I'm sure they have some good shit coming. Ian. Jackson. So Phantoms has released a new song called Stuck, and this is going to be on their new EP, Screaming on the Inside, and that'll be out August 11th on Outer Loop Records. Ian, would you so kindly?
So I liked everything in that track except for the unclean vocals. Yeah, I think so too. And I will tell you, I thought the song was really catchy, mm -hmm. which is usually something you get from Phantoms. You know, I, I remember the first time I saw Phantoms was with Convictions about, I think it was a year ago now. And that was the first time I saw them. And I was like, man, they have a really good music. But like when it comes to this single, it's like, yeah, it's catchy, kind of like their other stuff, but it's like no step forward, really. Right. And like you said, the unclean vocals is just like really out of it. I don't know. It's just It just doesn't seem genuine, kind of. It's weird. They sound very processed. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. So yeah, that's unfortunate, but we can look forward to hearing what they have next. But if this is an indication, I'm just not so sure it's going to be that great. Right. It, you know, it's it'll be something that's just there you know nothing special true next up we've got one of our favorites the band is broadside and they announced another track that they have released it's called laps around a picture frame the album paradise comes out this friday june 16th on victory records let's take a listen So Jackson, the thing I want to mention about this, first of all, I am a fan of the track. I just want to let people know because they've probably seen it in every single that we played. It's been getting more poppy. And I just want to let people know I've been lucky enough to hear the new album, Paradise. It is really good, but just a note, they have moved more into the pop side than the punk side. Uh, I'm totally okay with it, honestly. I think this is as pop as you can get without sounding oversaturated and just shitty and kind of like not belonging in the scene. In my opinion, I really, really enjoyed this track. I've enjoyed all of their tracks and I can't see them going wrong with this. I feel like with the voice that he has, it's kind of hard to avoid this because that's the best way to utilize his voice. You know what I mean? Like if you just do some normal punk, you know, singing, like how a normal, you know, punk, more punk band goes, then it can sound very generic, but that's just not the way you use his talents, and that's not the way I think this band needs to go. Like, I really like the direction that they're taking, regardless of it being more on the pop side. I think it works for them, and I love it, and I love this track. I like the balance, and I think that's what they had more of in the first album, but I'm not mm -hmm. saying that this is a bad album, because it's actually a really, really good album. So I'm not putting it down that way. I'm just letting people know that there's going to be a significant change between Old Bones and Paradise. And I'm totally cool with it. Indeed. We'll have more on Broadside later in the show. So Wolf and Bear now has released a new song called Grey Blood. Ian, play that shit.
You know, Jackson, I had never heard of this band, but I really like that track. Yeah, I've never heard of them either, and, and I agree. I thought it was a really, really good track, man. That is so lively. I don't know. I just really like it. Yeah, it's like a lively groove hardcore band or something. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I really like the unclean vocals. I like going into those clean vocals there. I thought the drumming was really great. Everything just came together really well. Yeah, I think the same thing. You can tell like this is a band that when they're playing that song, I bet you they're having like a shit ton of fun playing it. Yeah, I agree. You can even see the video too. I think they're having fun there. Oh, okay. You know how to read fun? You know what I do, Jackson. For people that have been listening to all these shows, they know how much fun I have. I think I'm a master of it. Oh, really? Don't make me fucking quit the show again. (laughs) You know what? You're right. I'm dropping it right now. I do apologize. (laughs) Thank you. You're so moody. (laughs) (laughs) And next up, we got The Faceless releasing their new song, Black Star. Ian, please. What do you think, man? Uh, you know, I thought it was okay. Nothing to get excited about to me. You know, I really like the drumming, obviously. Also, I didn't know that the Faceless was putting so much of a combination of death metal slash like deathcore with progressive metal. I just wasn't expecting the tempo changes and the stuff they were doing, which really interests me. But it's just kind of funny because we didn't go into the whole story before about how the Faceless didn't show up on their Australian tour and the back and forth and, you know, whose fault was it and whose fault was it not? You know, all that kind of stuff. Was the Faceless to blame? Were the promoters to blame? All that kind of shit. But if you look at the comment section for anything they're doing right now, it's all people just making fun of them, asking if they're going to show up at their next thing. Oh, man, that is that is bad look, man. That I, I really is a shame, too, because... Like, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of them, Mm -hmm. but you could, you know, like whether you like them or not, you can tell that this is a really, really bad image that obviously they don't need. It just sucks, man. It sucks that they get all that shit, you know, when they're trying. But I mean, at the same time, who knows, man? It's like the blame game you were talking about earlier. They could be the ones fucking up. It could be the people managing them. Who knows? So, I mean, they could be getting what they deserve, but at the same time, they could be getting, you know, unfair criticism. No, that's very true. I'll give whatever they have a chance. I'm not the biggest fan either. There are things that I pick out from them that I like along the way, but I'm not a, hey, I need to listen to the faceless front to back. Like, it's nothing like that. But I enjoy what they do. And I understand with how different their music is, why when they lost all of their shit and they had to buy new stuff, that they're not a band that can just walk on stage and just play. They have a lot of stuff that goes into what they're doing. 
Right. Yeah, I could I could see them without all the special things that they probably you know need just as the faceless. I could tell that they would not be good live just with their basic instruments. You know. Very true. Very true. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe you know more stories will come out <laughs> as this goes on. But they're on a really big tour right now. We shall see, man. That's what we're here for. Maybe. So next up, we've got Make Them Suffer with the new single Fireworks. Their new album, Worlds Apart, comes out July 28th on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. So I thought this was a little something different from them. It's more melodic for sure and a little bit more epic sounding. Yeah, I completely agree. And at the same time, I really like it. They've definitely been getting softer since their first album, but not in a bad way. It's it's like you said the perfect word. It's just more epic. They're creating more like vibes, you know? Yeah, there's more melody. There's more transition yeah. For sure, but keeping the vocals relatively the same, which I also like. I do like it, and I like the previous singles that we've talked about as well. This album, I think, is going to be really fucking good. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Make Them Suffer never do bad music, at least from what I've heard. (laughs) I like how you corrected yourself there. Well, man, just say it how I see it. Say it how you hear it? See it. Hey, hey, don't get lippy with me. (laughs) I'm getting moody over here. No, man. Come on. (laughs) I promise everything is okay. I'll lighten up. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. And next up, we got Ocean's 8 Alaska releasing their newest song, Escapist. And again, this is going to be on their new album, Hikari, which comes out July 28th on Fearless Records. Ian, play this song for the amazing people that we have listening. Jackson. I love it. What do you love about it? Yeah, I, you know, well, what was the last song called? Convert or Covert. Whichever one it was, I, you know, I was really skeptical about it. I think we both were because it was just such a change from their previous stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm getting it now. I think I'm like used to it and I understand the change, you know, with the whole clean vocals and everything. 
especially with this track, I think it validated for me that this is going to be a good album and I'm okay with, you know, the way they're doing their sound and just changing it up. And I think I might even like it more, man. I don't know, but I was really, really impressed with this song. I think I like the first single best, at least, out of these two. I thought this made them sound a lot more like old Ocean's 8 Alaska. Mm -hmm. Except just a little bit more cleans. But once again, and we didn't play it, but this has a super long outro. Like, yeah. fucking, like, minute plus of no vocals and then just playing the same thing over and over. I hope this is also an outro song to the album because holy shit. And by the way, I looked that up and it is. It is yes. the last track on the album for Woo. sure. So good job on that. I did not look that up. So I'm glad I was right. Power of iTunes, man. You're glossing over the point that I was right without looking yeah. at anything. You can look at it like that. Oh, I'm I just do. trying not to be on your bad side. Good. Yeah. Watch yourself. Exactly. I don't want you, you know, to do your third quit of the day. What? You're counting? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't want you to get upset, Ian. Thank you, sir. Of course. All right. Last track of new songs. This is Spite with IED. They have announced that their new album, Nothing is Beautiful, is coming out July 28th on Stay Sick Recordings. Let's take a listen. Damn, son, I'm not sure we can handle the heaviness. Dude, I like it a lot. Me too. That is fucking heavy, but in like the best way possible, man. That is, oh shit, that is in your face fucking metal. It's like that mix of deathcore and metalcore vocals together, where I don't yeah. think there's much of a clean vocal anywhere. <laughs> oh, dude, hell no. Jackson, if you remember, this was the band that we didn't know when we were in So What? And we were like, who the fuck is that? And we went over and it was Spite just killing it in midday. Yeah, and we've never even heard of that band. Or at least I haven't heard of that band until like that moment. Yeah, I had briefly heard about their new stuff coming out, but that was it. I hadn't really heard any of their music or anything. So to be able to see them do that live and then now see that they have a new album coming out, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm looking forward to this new album. All right, Jackson. That is the end of new songs. Because we're going on to our favorite part of the show, I'm going to stay with the show and I'm not going to quit. So it is time for album reviews. Let's get to reviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. That's like my placeholder. <laughs> All 
All right. So before we go through our long list of reviews today, I did want to make a quick announcement because it's something we talked about at the end of the show last week. But remember how we were having that issue of, hey, is Being as an Ocean actually releasing their new album or not, Jackson? Remember that? Yep. So it turns out they did not. But when I checked all of my sources, it still said that June 9th was when it was going to be released. So obviously I went over to Being as an Ocean social media and there was one tweet that I thought was really interesting. And it just said, please direct all tweets about release date to at Equal Vision. They have the finished album heart emoji. Oh man, that is so frustrating. I have been looking forward to this fucking being as an ocean album for so long. Actually half a year to yeah. be exact. It's Dude, just frustrating. They have the track list pinned on their Twitter. And then I went yeah. to Equal Vision and they are just saying nothing. Yep. So I've tweeted them twice. Have you really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying like not in like a dick way, just like nonchalantly. Like one time I said, Hey, do you have any albums coming out this week on your label? Just to see what they say. They said nothing, obviously. And then after that, I said, How cool would it be if you guys released it being as an ocean album? And they said, Pretty damn cool. And they gave it to you, right? <laughs> right. I, I'm so upset with Equal Vision right now. I, I think that's really like cowardly to not even say anything about it. Well, it's very strange. I don't know. I did reach out to their agent, but I didn't hear back. So I'm assuming that they have to wait for Equal Vision to figure things out. But maybe I need to talk to Equal Vision and see what the deal is because I don't get it. There's no reason. Like, why wouldn't you at least tell people what was going on? Unless this is just generating a buzz, which is possible. But people have been waiting for this album for a long time now. So you're only pissing people off, not making people want the album more. They already want the fucking album. Yeah, we've waited half a year. They announced in December that it was coming out June 9th, and it is not here, and they haven't said a single word about it. And they haven't even put a pre-order, so they've known about this problem for a long time. They should have expected to make some sort of announcement about it, and they have not, and it is shitty, and it's frustrating, and especially since I knew that Being As An Ocean used to be on Invogue, mm -hmm. which is one of our favorite labels, so it right. makes me really, really wish that they just stayed. Yeah, I'm guessing that they're probably pretty pissed off, especially because they're not addressing the issue. Yeah. So we'll see. But that's just a quick announcement for everyone. So hopefully you didn't expect a review for that because we did mention that it might not have come out and it did not. Yep. So first up, we're going to start with Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, This Way Out EP. And this is self-released. For people that don't know, I would say this is a post-hardcore slash alt-rock slash synth-pop band. And Jackson, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is only a two-person band as well. Dude, I, to me, that is incredible. Honestly, it's shocking whenever you told me that. Not only that, it's fronted by a female vocalist that does both the cleans and uncleans and plays the fucking drums. Oh, holy, that's the fucking, like, that's like arguably the most hardest positions to play and she does it at the same time. It was crazy, man. They've got another person in the band called Randy, which is kind of funny because her name's Angelica and his name's Randy. I don't know why Angelica that's funny. Randy. Yeah, <laughs> Angelica and Randy. And he plays guitar, but he also does programming and synth as well in the band. But holy shit, man, it's just two of them. And I thought this was interesting stuff. I liked it. I think you said it best off air when we were kind of shooting the shit about stuff. They are very anime-ish if you want to call it that. Yeah. And to me, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but this reminded me a little bit of what the Birthday Massacre used to be, 
but we'll get into that a little bit later. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's a EP, and it's only four tracks, so it's pretty quick. You don't really get to sink your teeth into anything, but I think it's worth a listen. Yeah, and I agree. You know, it's it's an anime core band, as I like to call it. And, it, you know, it's really not bad. You know, I, I give mad respect you know, to the, you know, to I mean, the, the fact that this is a two-man band, or, well, woman and man band, it, to <laughs> me is incredible. Because whether you like the music or not, when you listen to this, there's no way in your mind you think, oh, this is done by only two people. Right. So a huge respect to them for that. Um, you know, just music-wise, it's not exactly my type, but I do think it's worth a listen. So let's take a listen to their main track, the one that most people heard that we didn't get a chance to play on the show. It's called The Upside Down. So it's a quick review, but it's also a quick EP. So once again, that's Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, the Way Out EP, and it's self-released. And next up, we got the band Hollow releasing their newest album, Home is Not Where the Heart Is. And this is another independent release. And you know what? I enjoyed the shit out of this album, and I'm glad I got to listen to it. And I highly suggest everyone listens to it, especially if you're a fan of like the Browning or like you know, really heavy metal synth kind of bands, you know what I mean? Yeah, they are metalcore slash electronic core, but I don't think they have as much EDM as the Browning has. It's not as much. It's really, they use it a lot in their breakdowns most of the time. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I think they're, like, whenever I hear them, I thought directly of the Browning. But yes, they, they don't even probably use half as much <laughs> as the Browning does. But, you know, their their breakdowns are very... EDM slash heavy metal based. Yeah, this is their debut full-length album. And really, you know, maybe we should have saved this for later on. But this is our heaviest, heaviest release of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is angry, and sometimes you just need that, you know? I completely agree, and I enjoy it, too. Yeah, I would say they're not breaking the mold with anything, really, but they do a lot well. I think they do a really good use of the electronic core elements, as you mentioned before. I bet you that these guys put on a hell of a live show, which is something I wish that I could see for sure. They've got some good deathcore elements. They've got good clean vocals. They've got the blah, which you know I love. <laughs> uh, just, I think great mixes of these elements because you can go track by track and like a track like Too Far Gone, showcases the clean vocals really well and then you go to a track like no offense and it showcases that fucking anger that you like to hear from time to time so this is a really really good debut album for this band and it really gets you excited for what they have next yeah i completely agree man and like you said earlier i would love to see this band live so what track would you like to hear if i had to pick i would definitely go with anomaly all right
So yeah, man, I would say there are like certain levels of metalcore. And you obviously have a band like Kingdom of Giants who's straight up killing it, right? They're the veterans. They're putting out awesome albums. We already talked about their brand new one this year. You've got like that level. Then you've got Avesta Collide, which is a brand new band to the scene, but they put out something stellar right from the beginning. I put this album just like a little bit less than that. So it's something that you definitely want to listen to. You want to check out. You have a good feeling that the next one is going to be even better. And it's a band that you want to see live. I think it hits all those points really well. Yeah, I completely agree. Couldn't have worded it any better, man. So once again, that's Hollow. Home is not where the heart is. And this is an independent release. And just a quick note, it is tough sometimes to find bands that have simple names like that, especially because there's like hundreds of bands named Hollow or something Hollow or Blank Hollow This or whatever the fuck. So if you're looking for them, look for the album cover with the neon green kind of flames coming up and that'll set it apart. Yep. I'm actually glad you clarified that because I actually had trouble with it when I was looking it up. I know other people have called them Hollows and a few Mm. other things. Oh, the police are coming to get you, Jackson. Oh, shit. Put that six-shooter away. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, continuing the good album streak, in my opinion, we got (laughs) Our Last Night releasing their new EP, Selective Hearing, and this is another independent release. Ian, tell me what you think. I know you're a huge fan of Our Last Night. I am a big fan, for sure. And yeah, I think this continues their post-hardcore slash pop-rock band roots, for sure. It's seven tracks, so it's almost a full album. But I think this was a little bit of a surprise as well. We didn't even know that they were working on this EP for a while. We knew the track Common Ground came out, but there wasn't a whole lot going on behind the scenes that let us know. And then this kind of just came out by surprise. So I am a fan of this for sure. Trevor and Matt are always on point with their vocals. They're both extremely talented. And I want to get your opinion, Jackson, before I go on. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a really, really good EP. I remember when we first heard that new single with the music video, I was really sold on it because I've always liked Our Last Night, but I've never really like dug into them because there wasn't just much besides, you know, like a couple things that I liked and then their covers. And that was really all I took them for. Mm -hmm. But when I heard this EP, this was like the first time that I actually went in and took them seriously, listened to it from first single to end. And I really enjoyed it. I really do like what they're going with here. I thought every single song was strong, even though they didn't, you know, blend or anything, you know, even though that they have a really specific clean vocalist that you can always tell like, oh shit, yeah, that's our last night, which Mm -hmm. is a good thing. And every single song, he utilizes his voice in a different way. Some songs have unclean, some songs have only clean. And I really, really enjoy that aspect because you get so much out of an EP And when you think EP, it's just like, oh, this is just a little sample or something like that. But I feel like they give you a lot with this. And that's why I enjoy it so much. So you know that it's two vocalists, right, that do both cleans. And I think both do uncleans as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I think one of them does more of the uncleans than the others. But you're right. They do a balance of that. So for me, this is like a middle ground EP. They focus sometimes a little bit more on the clean vocals. They throw in more of the uncleans than the recent albums that they put out. But if you were to know their discography from a long time ago, they used to be straight up metalcore. 
that's normally mm. what they were doing. So they're way, way more uncleans for like their first three albums. And then they kind of transitioned into Oak Island and Younger Dreams, where they kind of kept that more subdued. This EP has a lot more uncleans compared to those. So I think they did a good job of balancing that out. And I completely agree, man. But it was good, for sure. I think still my favorite track is probably still Common Ground, but I think that's lyrical-wise for me. Gotcha. And then also, I would like to say, if they would ever like to make a lot of money, they should go back in time just a little bit and change that final track's name from Ghost in the Machine to Ghost in the Shell. (laughs) Oh my god. And then just change that up a little bit. And they'd make tons of money from that terrible movie. <laughs> but good yeah, anime, by the way. That that'd be a good good idea, Ian. Uh, for money, in a money stance. In a yes, money stance. Idea. <laughs> the lyrics in that song are so literal. It's like they're saying, "I'm not a ghost in a machine. I'm more than that." So they could just say, "I'm not a ghost in a shell. I'm more than that." It would fit the movie perfectly. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up over here. That's okay. I like it. So what track would you like to hear, Jackson? If I had to pick one, I I think the one I enjoyed the most is Free Radicals. All right. And another personal note, besides picking up the CP, which you should definitely do, if they ever come around near you, you should definitely go see them live. Because when I saw them on their 10th anniversary tour, it's still one of the best live performances I've ever seen. Well, damn. I want to see them live now, too. You should. Why haven't you? Because I'm lame. You know this. That is true. (laughs) You're not (laughs) supposed to accept that. You're supposed to like comfort me and say... Jackson, man, you're so awesome. No, Jackson, we always do like really truth things here, you know? Very uh, true, okay. all the time. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so once again, that's Our Last Night, Selective Hearing EP, and this is an independent release. Next up, we've got Rise Against with Wolves on Virgin Records. I don't know how anyone wouldn't know this, but they're a punk rock slash radio rock band. This is their eighth or ninth album depending on how you want to count them. You know, there's some weird counting going on, but it's eighth or ninth, and this is their first album in three years. And Jackson, I was pleasantly surprised by this album. You know what? I actually liked it more than I thought I was going to like it too. So I got to agree with you on that. What did you like about it? Well, I like the lyrics a lot more than I think their previous work. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say, you know, like obviously they went into a more political route than they have in a long time. Whoa, which is... wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, what? They went into a more political route than they have in a while. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think everything they've ever done is political. Well, it is, but I feel like this one was more hardcore into it. Like I feel like they went way more into it than they usually do. 
I wonder, this is really weird, Jackson, actually. I didn't expect to have a debate on this. I actually thought this was their least political album in a while. Hmm. I don't know why. You know, there are a couple, there's like politics of love, but even that song, you can twist their lyrics however you want a lot of times. So it can be political for whatever cause you want it to be, but it could also be about love. It, It can be about a lot of things. I was just a little surprised because I actually thought you could change a lot of these meanings probably to a lot more basic things in your life besides politics. Yeah, and you know what? You're probably right. I am. I I guess a lot of it could be just the (laughs) way you like look at the lyrics and interpret it. Right. And maybe I took it more in a political way when others could take it, you know, and relate it to something else. Sure. But to me, it was like I thought all political. But then again, it could be something else. Well, yeah, like when you look at a song like Politics of Love, which I've quoted recently, I think that one you can literally relate to a relationship, but then it could also be your relationship with fucking democracy if you wanted it to be that way. You know what I mean? Right. And that's true. Especially the vocals on Bullshit really stood out to me. I wrote them down too. I love this. It's thank you for your silence, your continuing compliance. It's your buried head so deep in sand that ushered in the virus. Oh, no, please don't lift a finger. Don't get up. Just sit right there. Don't worry about the thoughts inside your pretty little head. So we stick to the script and recite your lines. Don't break from the character. You keep it inside. It's so laced with sarcasm. It's like dripping with it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's a lot of America right there, too. Of course it is. You know, and and I guess it really goes back to just this is way better than I thought it was going to be. In my opinion. And I think to you too. Like especially based off the singles. No absolutely. I talked a while back about how Rise Against pissed me off with that one track. Sorry I even forget. Hero Hero of War right? Yeah. That pissed me off a long time ago and I kind of lost track of them. But I really liked the single that they put out. And then yes this album did certainly surprise me. I liked a lot on this. I think the raspy vocals from Tim are still there to be expected. I think it worked out very well. There's no filler. There are no slow songs. It's really just all rock. Yep. And I think that's what they needed to do to stay relevant. And they did it, man. So let's play a song that I can't get out of my head. It's called Politics of Love. Hell yeah. It's some really catchy stuff for some good punk music. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And that's I think that's always been what I love about Rise Against so much is just like not just the lyrics, but how fucking catchy they can be with even songs that aren't even like hits. Very true, man. Very true. So once again, that's Rise Against with Wolves on Virgin Records. 
And next up, we got The Birthday Massacre releasing their new album, Under Your Spell, off Metropolis Records. Ian, what did you think? So Jackson, I know this wasn't your favorite thing, so I'm just going to take it from here. For anyone that doesn't know, this is a synth pop group. Synth goth pop. Say that like five times fast. Synth goth pop. Synth goth pop. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about it is they have definitely changed over the years. There's no doubt about that. They are way, way, way more on the poppy side now. They also have that like 80s vibe to them as well. There are no unclean vocals anymore. For anyone that doesn't know, this is a female-fronted band, and she used to do both. She used to do clean and unclean vocals. It used to be a creepier band, if that makes sense. But that's kind of gone away. There's really only one track that's kind of darker and creepier, and it's a little disappointing to me. Like I know they want to go in their own direction. They want to do their own thing. That's completely fine. I just miss the old days with this band because I remember seeing them headline with I Am Ghost opening for them. And that was just such a fucking awesome show. And now they just changed so much that they're actually going to be playing live in Boston next week. And I was reserving whether or not I was going to go see them live based on this album. And now I don't think it's worth it. And that's kind of sad for me. Damn. Yeah, man. It's not that it's bad, but it just isn't what I expected them to be. Like, they've made such a drastic change that I can't even imagine having fun seeing them live. Like, they still have the heavy guitar from time to time, but it's really like 80s synth pop. Right, and I gotcha. It's very understandable. So let's take a quick listen. So I'm going to play a little bit of No Tomorrow off the new album, and then I'm going to play a track from one of their previous albums so you can see the difference. Gotcha. So by the way, that was the only track that had a little bit of that darker, creepier vibe that you heard in the vocals. The rest of it is like the verse part. Gotcha. Now here's a track called Blue off their album Violet. And by the way, it bears noting that this band has been around since 2002. So I've been listening to this band for a long, long time. And they've slowly been making this change. There's always been a little part of them that has that pop and everything but not to the extent that they are now. Check it out. You see the difference there? Yeah, I could see me getting way more into something like that than what we got. I'm telling you, man, take a listen to their like first five albums 
like four or five albums. Like this is a band who I respect the hell out of. I've seen them live. They're really good live. I'm just not sure now with the change where they've taken out that earlier stuff, if I'm going to connect to it the way that I did before. Right. So once again, for anyone that likes this, and believe me, I know that's not everyone's taste, but I obviously like a lot of different stuff. That's The Birthday Massacre, Under Your Spell, on Metropolis Records. And next up, we got Volumes releasing their new album, Different Animals, on Fearless Records. Ian, what did you think? So this album definitely hits on the metalcore. It also has different elements of hip-hop and R&B for sure. And I think really there are two big things I want to note on this album. First is this album grew on me. I did not like it probably the first two times that I listened to it. Okay. I had to listen to it a few more times and then it started to grow on me. The second thing is the best part of this album to me is Mike Terry. I think he did a great job in replacing Michael Barr for the clean vocals. I thought he fit in perfectly. I felt like the band didn't miss a beat. He just really, really shines on this album. So I definitely wanted to note that. Jackson, what about you? Well, I'm going to say that this was definitely my favorite release of the albums that we're talking about. And dude, just like you said, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't excited for the new Volumes album. Right. Like, I just wasn't excited for it. I really didn't care about it. And holy shit, man, I really, really like this album. I have been listening to it almost nonstop since really? release. And it's it's just like you said, it just grew on me. Like I listened to it once and I was like, yeah, that's what I expected. I don't care. It even has two interludes in it, which yeah. we're not a fan of. Nope. And they're like almost back to back too. They only yeah. have one song <laughs> between them, which is really weird. Right. But Dude, this album to me was really fucking good. And I have a feeling I'm going to be listening to it a lot more. I enjoy it. See, my issue is I do enjoy it. And like I said, it did grow on me. But there are still probably five tracks, five or six that I skip. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't like anything when they do the hip hop. So when I hear a track like Hope, the only part of that I like is the chorus. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of the way I feel about this album is sure. I think people should check it out and they are trying something different. They're trying to carve their own path here in the metalcore scene for sure. And like I said, I think Mike Terry really stands out here, but there are a lot of songs that I skip on the way through this. Not me, man. I I think the only one that I don't enjoy that much is on her mind. And that's because it's a little too much hip hop. And we like (laughs) shat on that song. When we, you know, oh, of course, talk. it's a shitty song. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one's a little too much for me. I'm okay with the other hip hop that's involved in the other singles because I feel like it's more, it kind of fits with the whole on her mind song. It's a little like out of place and it just feels weird. Sure, especially with Puya, who we're not very fond of. Puya. But other than that, I fucking loved every song almost. Whenever they made like really heavy tracks, like Waves Control and Left for Dead, those shit is heavy. And it is really good, and I love it. And then they have, you know, the more softer ones like Feel Good, Finite, and Pieces. Like, I love them, man. I don't know what it is. I really, really enjoy this album. Well, that's good, man. I'm not putting you down for it. It's just I definitely knew coming into it that (laughs) I wasn't really, really looking forward to it, especially the way the singles were. But, yeah, it definitely did grow on me. That's the thing. People might think on the show that we listen to an album once and then we're done. 
but I'm no. looking for specific things. Sure, there are really, really terrible albums that you're just like, we don't have to listen to any of this after we've listened the first time. But even a shitty, shitty band like Linkin Park, we listen to that album multiple times. Yeah, no, that's true. I remember with that album, I listened to it like three times just to confirm that it is shit. Yeah, we were really trying <laughs> to find something that we could talk about there. But with volumes, it was like I heard glimpses of things, especially once again, I'm going to mention Mike Terry. It's the same thing as when we made fun of Amur. Amur is terrible and their music's awful, but Josh Travis is great. Right. But I obviously, Amur is way worse than volumes could ever be. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. That's the way I think about it is like I heard glimpses of something that I like. So I went back and I listened more and then it grew on me. But yeah, like I said, there's still tracks that I can't listen to. So let's listen to one of my favorite tracks. It's called Pieces. Good choice. Yeah, definitely good stuff there. Yep, I agree. So once again, that's Volumes, Different Animals on Fearless Records. Last up, I know we reviewed a lot of albums this week, but this one right here is definitely my favorite. This is friend of the show, Bill Murray with Frame, and this is Johnny Frank Productions. Jackson, let's start with you. I really, really enjoyed this album. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really, I just enjoy a lot of Johnny Frank stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he doesn't really switch it up that much between albums, I've noticed. But with this one, Frame, I think he took a really, really good step in a forward direction. And I really, really enjoyed it, man. You know, sometimes you can't tell if it's punk or if it's, you know, like hardcore or anything like that. But whatever it is that he's doing, even on the more softer tracks, mm -hmm. I enjoy it all. Like his voice is very, very, very good. I love his voice. It's very distinctive. You can always tell that that's Johnny Frank. Right. And I think that's a key part of this album. And I, and I just fucking love it, man. You know, I thought every song was really good. And, you know, like I said, he really went all over the place with it, but in a good way. Like it's still connected really well, but it just showed that he can do most of everything, you know? Well, I think the thing that you have to remember, I think you might have just been getting into it there a little bit. Of course, this sounds like Johnny Frank because Johnny Frank has a distinctive voice, but mm -hmm. also he's doing everything. If I'm not mistaken, he's doing all the instruments plus all the production work and everything that goes along with making these Bill Murray albums. I think he's doing the same thing for the March Ahead as well, which is another band that we talked about their album recently as well. So it is Johnny Frank because... That's what he's doing. He's putting everything he has into these albums. And I think you can really tell. So this is his first album with Bill Murray in 2017 because he put out three in 2016. Like It's almost like he always has stories to talk about. And I think that's the big thing about Bill Murray tracks as well. 
there's always a story going on. Like you can actually listen to the lyrics and try and tell what he's talking about. And it seems like he's just got a never ending well of things he wants to get out and things he wants to talk about. And I think you really hear that passion in his voice too. And I think that's why I connect to it so well. Yeah, and, and that's a really, really good thing. I mean, this guy is always working, and when he is working, he's doing most of the work by yeah. himself, and that is a really good talent to have and much respect for him. No, absolutely. And like I said, this is the first Bill Murray album of 2017. I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting two or three more. Oh, yeah, same here. And I really, really like that way. Like, why, as an artist, do you make people wait for years for a new album to come out. If you've got the means and you're able to go ahead and make this music, then why not share it with everyone? And I think that's what's great about what Johnny is doing because not only does he have multiple bands that he's in, but he's constantly putting out this stream of music that shouldn't be taken for granted, I guess is really the right way to say it because I've really loved every album that he's put out because it's always, you know, at least to me, it's always different. And I like hearing the stories that he's telling with the lyrics. And I like hearing the composition that he's putting out there because I think that's another thing that he is really good at. I think we discussed that in the conversation that I had with him, I think it was last year, going over how he puts tracks together and how he wants things to come out because they're definitely programmed. You know, there's processing done because it's a studio and everything. But he also has this really raw quality to it as well which makes it sound almost like you're going to see it live sometimes. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. And there's also, like you mentioned, there's a big mix on this album where it goes from that rock post-hardcore and then all of a sudden you go to a track like Scar and that sounds like it's straight out of the 80s. Yeah, I noticed that. So it's just cool that he's able to play around with the type of sound that he wants whenever he wants, really, because this is all his stuff. Yep, and when he wants it, and that's just adding to the Bill Murray train, man, and I love it. No, I totally agree. And for anyone that doesn't know, just in case, Bill Murray is spelled B-I-L-M-U-R-I. What track would you like to hear? I think I'm going to go with Across. All right. So yeah, man, that was a good track to choose because that showed, you know, some of the pop sensibilities mixed in with the hardcore, the rock, the alternative. It was all there. Yeah. 
that's uh, and that was the main reason I wanted to pick it too because I think my favorite song was Lens, but yep. that was just you know an all like soft kind of song, and I wanted to really showcase everything that he can do. Nope, it was a good choice, and I just want to mention again, I think the actual storytelling that Bill Murray does is something that's lacking a lot with many bands out there these days. So it's just something where I'm always excited when Johnny lets people know, hey, new album coming out. It is so quick. You're looking at like a four-month, five-month turnaround sometimes with brand new music. And you can tell that it's not being forced out there. It's really free-flowing. And that's something that I really enjoy. So hopefully I'll get to talk to Johnny again. I'm sure we'll have plenty to go over for sure for everyone. You need to make sure if you've been sleeping on this, if you're just like, oh, I'll get to this at some point. You need to go back and listen to all the Bill Murray albums because you're really, really missing out if you're not. I agree. So once again, that's Bill Murray with Frame and it's Johnny Frank Productions. All right, man. I think all in all, that was a pretty damn good review session. Yeah, I think so too. A lot better than I thought. So next week on June 16th, we've got 100th, Currents, Broadside, Bermuda, and also the band Misfortune is premiering a brand new track called The Bottom, produced by Cameron Mazel. So we'll see next week which albums we decide to talk about and which ones we don't. But we will definitely be giving all these a listen to see what we'll be covering. So Jackson, let's get to some concert reviews. Let's do it. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! So a couple weeks ago, actually, and we didn't get to cover it on the show, I went to see Broadside, Tiny Moving Parts, have Mercy, and Real Friends live in Boston. I was very happy to get a chance to see Broadside again. They are a lot of fun to see live, and they almost get the most crowd reaction a lot of times, even though they have not been the headliner for any time that I've seen them, but they always do a really good job. Nice. They had some technical difficulties with the mixing, but I don't think it was their fault. I think it was just a venue thing. So I would definitely recommend that people go ahead and see them live. They did one new track, and it wasn't Puzzle Pieces. But I think as the album comes out, they're going to start working that more and more into their set list. But I also am going to make this prediction. I think this album is going to make them blow up. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start headlining soon. Well, nice, dude. I'm really excited. Also, this is a band that AP and other, you know, Rock Sound and all them, they're going to be pushing them really really hard so if you want to be a fan now go back listen to old bones become a fan and just know that they're about to skyrocket well hell yeah man and you heard it here you heard it here first yeah he hates music. <laughs> then this is the first time i saw tiny moving parts if you remember i believe we really like their new album mm-hmm. and they did a really good job there's not much to say about what they were doing but they were good live well nice i haven't seen them live either I am not a fan of Have Mercy, and I know a lot of pop-punk fans might be very mad at me. I've seen them many times, and each time I zone out. I really like Have Mercy. I'm shocked that you don't like them. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't. I just do not at all. Oh, well. So then Real Friends came on, 
and they did a really, really great job. They just went track by track, just going through everything. They had this really cool set where it was showing home movies on like an old TV, and they had the whole living room kind of set up with the wood panels and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with that being a little unique. When they played that, I know most of their tracks are actually very depressing, but they have that one sad song that's really, really popular. When they played that, the lead singer said, hey guys, let's all put our cell phones down and we can just enjoy the song. And then when we're done, if you want to experience it again, you can look at all the other videos of this song later on, on your free time. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed that. And of course, some people still had to be dicks and they still had their phones out. I don't know why anyone would do that when the artist specifically asks you to put the phone away. Yeah, it's some people just got to get it, man. I don't know what it is. Was it the was it one of the newer ones or was it like the was it the I've given up on you one from like one of their yes, old? Yes, that's the one. It's like the softer one that's depressing opposed to the other ones that are also depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it stands out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really. But what I thought was great, though, was they just played their songs no matter where they were in the lineup. Like, I expected to hear that song at the end, mm-hmm. but that was like middle of the set. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they didn't save like their huge hits for the end or anything, at least from what I could tell. I'm not the biggest Real Friends fan, but I really respect them and I do like their stuff. It's just I came in there only knowing a few songs. Gotcha. Yeah, I love Real Friends. I'm, I'm really jealous you got to see them. Yeah, they did a really good job. And then when they went off for the encore and then came back, then they did, you know, the public service about mental health and going to see therapists and psychiatrists and whoever you need to see to get help because it doesn't matter whether you're super famous or everything's going right for you. It's not wrong to also be depressed because that's just human nature and that happens to people. Don't think that there's anything wrong with you. Get help for it so that there aren't any consequences later. Right. And I'm really glad that they were one of those bands that stand up for that, because usually when people look at real friends, it's like, oh, yeah, they always say all these really depressing, you know, lyrics. And that's really all what they're about. But at the same time, in a way, they're promoting just like it's okay to not be okay, And uh, that's why I love real friends. I really do, like you said, have a great amount of respect for them. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would definitely, definitely recommend going to see Broadside, Tiny Moving Parts and Real Friends Live if you get a chance to. Then, this was one I was extremely excited for. I got to see Idola and Capsize live. Nice. And I got to say, man, Idola, that album is great, and seeing them live was great as well. They really did a great job live. The crowd knew some of the words for things as well, so it was cool to see the the back and forth between everyone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, they did a great job. So this is a band everyone needs to keep an eye on. Go back and listen to their old stuff as well because it kills not only on the albums but also live. Nice. I'm actually really glad that they got a good live set and that you got to see them, unlike me. Oh, Jackson. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got to see Capsize again, and they are really one of my all-time favorite bands to see live. Yeah, no, I I completely agree, man. And I think a lot of people will say the same thing because, fuck, they know how to bring energy. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things, man. And you can just tell Daniel's so passionate about what he's singing about that it just mm-hmm. comes out. And he wants everyone to be around. He wants everyone doing everything. He jumps out in the crowd. He gets pits going. He just rocks everything around him. So it's just really cool. Anytime you get to see Capsize live, it's a damn fucking good idea. 
So I really, really enjoyed myself. Like I said, I'm not kidding. They are one of my favorite bands to see live. I went over and said hello to Daniel. I got the vinyl. I got a few merch items. I was very happy. It's just a really good time. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. That's really awesome. And having him on the show is even a really, really you know, good honor. And I'm really glad we got to have him on here. It was very cool. But yes, once again, people definitely go back, listen to Idola's older stuff because maybe you only started listening with To Speak To Listen that just came out the other week. But they have other stuff that's great as well. Go see them live if you can. And definitely check out everything Capsize is doing. Go out and support them as well. They're just a damn fucking good band. I can't say enough good things. Yeah, no, I'm really glad you enjoyed it, man. All right, Jackson. That brings us to your favorite part of the show. Oh, shit. What is it? Tell the people. Breakdown from the past. All right, Jackson. Breakdown from the past time. I'm super worried and super excited at the same time to see what your breakdown from the past is. Hit me with it. Okay, I'm actually really worried about this one. You should And be. I don't know why, because I'm usually not. Oh, so you've just, been, my... you've just been acting the whole time? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, here we go. My breakdown from the past is Casino Madrid. <laughs> That's already been done. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> I don't. I, you, you know, know what? what? When I picked it, I was really worried about this, and that's why I'm not even arguing it. That's actually really funny because I swear to you, I'm not kidding you. I was going through Spotify, going through the related artists, and I was finding some ones. I actually have a list now for myself of like five more breakdown from the past that I want to do. Must and be I nice. saw. Oh yeah, well you know I know good music, so I'm looking through. <laughs> And I remember seeing Casino Madrid, and I go, I wonder if Jackson is dumb enough to choose that one. Oh, you're a dick. No, I really did. (laughs) Fuck, man. And you know what? When I picked it, I even knew. I was like, I have a feeling this is not going to go well, but I'm going to just fucking do it. We'll see. Damn it, man. So now what are the rules again to your bet thing that you were doing? Well, it's up to you now. You get to have me do anything on the next episode i gotta do something i think i'm gonna work out some type of a karaoke thing oh fuck me dude i might also and this is an up in the air thing but maybe i'll get suggestions from people but i'm either thinking a small karaoke thing because obviously i'm not gonna have you sing throughout the entire song or whatever but i also might have you say random things for me to isolate so i can make a jackson soundboard (laughs) Okay. I'm thinking of something like that. So, all right, interesting. And you know I'd what? rather do karaoke. Well, I know. That's why I'm probably <laughs> going to do the worst thing. Well, sorry, people. You only get one breakdown from the past this week, then. Oh, they love it. Jackson is now 2 and 19. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> but now, the band I chose is a band called Endwell. And before everyone gets all crazy, Ty, our producer, did email me. And let me know that Endwell is technically still together. But they have not put out any new music in six years. So to me, that's not a band that's still together. He said they gotcha. don't tour anymore, but they play random shows in New York. 
I would say in general that that's not really a band that's still together. If they do decide to put out new music, then this is like a little bit of promotion. Nice. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. I was a big fan of this band. Their last album came out in 2011, but they're a hardcore band slash metalcore, melodic hardcore band, whatever you want to call it. They're from Queens, New York, and they've got some really good stuff. They've had a lot of member changes throughout, but they've had a couple of members that have stayed through almost since the beginning. But now, have you ever heard of them? I have not. Interesting. Well, let me play a track then, and maybe they'll sound a little familiar. Got it. So here's Single and Loving It. it but it does not sound familiar i meant because i was tweeting out some of their lyrics oh okay Mm -hmm. in preparation for breakdown from the past giving out subliminal messages i don't even think writing in text counts as subliminal messages oh my gosh you're so picky (laughs) but just so people know you can listen to their album homeland insecurity that came out in 2006 consequences that came out in 2009 or punishment that came out in 2011 Let's hope that all the people now that are going to be listening to them again get Mwell off their asses to make new music. Very nice. I like it. Because I would really like to hear some new stuff. And if I was ever in New York where they were playing, I would definitely go see them live because I never got a chance to before. Oh. I know, right? I felt sad too. <laughs> that was a really good breakdown from the past, Ian. I applaud you. Thank you, good sir. We'll see if you have chosen the f- one of the five that I've chosen for the next five weeks. Fuck off. (laughs) Oh, I know the audience, the haters out there are going to enjoy your punishment next week. Exactly. I know they love this, man. They'd rather see this than a fucking my actual breakdown from the back. Yeah, they want to see you fail for sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's American entertainment. Hey, you bring on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. Shut up or I'm going to quit. Oh, shit. All right, Moody. (laughs) I hope that someone gets that. Otherwise, that whole bit we've been doing makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, I'm sure someone will. But you know what? We're not going to talk about it, though. Nope. All right, man. Breakdown from the past is over. That means it is time to end the show. Let's do it. 
Jackson, do that thing you do. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. You heard it a second ago. We got some exciting punishment (laughs) for me next week. So make sure you tune in for that. And again, just thank you every week for listening. We appreciate it very, very much. I love you all. Ian, wrap this up. So I have two announcements to make. One, I was working on a few Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions to come out this week. Unfortunately, there have been scheduling conflicts. But I believe with the way they're scheduled right now, I'm going to have so many out within the next like couple weeks that you're going to be like, Ian, stop putting out so many amazing Conversation Editions. <laughs> I would love to hear that complaint. I think that's going to happen because you're going to be like, holy shit, them, them, them. And it's just all going to be out one after another for you. So working very hard on all that stuff. I think you're going to really enjoy them. On a sadder announcement, people might have seen it on social media. But because these shows have been so difficult and have been taking so much time, I've had to reduce the release dates for Ian Hates movies. So this does not affect... Ian Hates Music or Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions. It's literally just Ian Hates Movies. Instead of being a weekly show, which it has been from the very beginning, we are moving it to a monthly show until I can get help. So hopefully things will change and it'll be back to a weekly show soon. But for right now, the plan will be to do the new Spider-Man in July. Oh, nice. So that was just a quick announcement. It may not affect you because maybe you don't listen to Ian Hates Movies, but we are trying some streamlined approaches to make my job a little bit easier because this is a shit ton of work. And even though I love it, I still have to do things that actually pay me money. So (laughs) you know how it goes. So that's just kind of the way it is. So what would be great is for you guys to support all the shows and follow the links in the description of this episode. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. All the links are there. Go to iTunes. Go to Apple Music. Rate us five stars. Leave a review. If you don't want to do that, then don't do it. But if you want to help the shows out, go there and do it. Subscribe, rate, and share on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, on SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. Go there. Search Ian Hates. You'll find everything there. It really does help us out. And I think that's it for me. So Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everybody. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Because I'll let you know ahead of time, this is my last show. And that's why they call me Bad Company. You're the
your